0: Aloha everyone, this is Indar and I'm your Hawaii Money Guy. And today we got a fun, fun uh, guest, uh, my good friend Todd, he's on our podcast today and we're just gonna talk story. We're gonna share some of our experience, strengths and hopes and some of the things that Todd's up to and some of the great things that he can share to help you guys grow. Just before we get started, I'd love it if you guys could subscribe below and that way we can reach more people and just help people make their money work for them in any different way we can thank you guys. And let's get started in today's content. So let's not dive into it today. And uh, let me welcome Todd, our first guest today. Our What's only up guest. I'm
1: pumped up to be yes. here with you, man. Yeah.
0: So Todd is in Ohio. Yeah, born and raised there. Got a brokerage. He does some huge commercial stuff. He's got a ton of uh, rentals as well. You want to give a little rundown
1: of what you're up to up there? Yeah, You hit most of it, man. I mean, I started off multifamily investing. That's kind of where I you know jumped in with a quad and uh, just became addicted to landlording. So, you know, we got over a thousand units in uh, the Dayton, Ohio area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we flip, we wholesale, uh, a realtor, I have a team. So we're doing a little bit of everything. We, uh, My wife and I do uh, uh, mental health group homes. We also have developmental disability uh, service provider here in our area. So we, we do a little bit of that. And, uh, you know, we're doing some new development. And most recently we're diving into the express car wash business. So kind of anything related around, you know, real estate that allows me to be diversified and kind of recession resistant. Uh, I'm yes. in, man. I'm all in. Yes. Um, a little bit how me, Todd met, uh, we
0: were at a Maui Mastermind, this kind of private group, invite-only kind of group, uh, where just high-level individuals. I mean, it cost a lot just to even go to the event. So, <laughs> you know, everyone had to have somewhat of some money. Um, but it was just an event where we all we all had that similarities we all were very successful in real estate and uh we had our own problems and our own, own issues whatever it may be in, in real estate and we all let our guard down towards each other and i think we all got very close within like a matter of week like i felt like we got very close compared to just a normal friend i would have um because you know we all have that same struggles that same like-mindedness same entrepreneurship kind of the same growth mentality of each other and um and then we all have kind of the same problems <laughs> it was interested to hear and uh um it's just great to have uh, good friends like this in this community and uh, and todd todd is one of them and um i've always been i actually been following you on all your social media and all your uh your content that you've been doing and you're diving into the car wash business now. And, and that's pretty interesting to see. Uh, what is that like? You're doing a ground up too. And and you
1: have some life to the market right now, right? Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we it actually started, you know, my best friend for, for many years, he, you know, him and I did some real estate stuff. He was kind of a private investor on flips and he's in yeah. the medical industry. And he was wanting to do some stuff. And his son, who's a phenomenal young man, uh, was out in Virginia, retired from the Air Force. And mm-hmm. they started kicking around the idea of doing a, a express car wash. His son went to, I didn't even know they had this, right. But he went to the car wash university. Okay. Wow. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know it existed, but it does. And he went to that. He worked in a car wash for a little bit as a manager and, uh, they really started designing the concept. So I came in initially as a private investor on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we just started talking more, I'm like, why am I just not in the deal with you guys? Like, let's, let's blow it up. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm all about scale. So whatever I do, I'm hundred miles an hour. Yeah. You know it, it if you tell me to go milk a goat, I'm gonna milk three hundred goats because that's just <laughs> yeah, that's just how I am yeah um so we kind of got together and we said, man, let's just make this official and our Suffolk Virginia location is uh you know it's set for grand opening like second week of December, so we're really pumped to get that off the ground and then we have several other uh developments and what's kind of cool is i'm a I'm a real estate guy, you know, vet you know homes and flipping and wholesaling and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. So we have a prime downtown Dayton location that we purchased for like pennies 375,000 for three acres okay yeah. and uh, we're doing a really cool express car wash townhome development that's going to really revive a part of the city that has been neglected forever um, so it's kind of allowing me to dig my feet at both ends of you know where I really love man so we're we're pumped up about it. I know I knew nothing about car washes but
0: yeah how did you run the numbers behind it how did you figure out that deal be- before you know buying it of course
1: yeah, I'll tell you. You know, I hooked, uh, I hooked my best friend and his son up initially with a broker in Arizona who did like all kinds of specialty loans. Um, yeah, and and that guy introduced him. And this is like, and you talk about Maui a little bit and how cool it is to have friends and people that mm. like are all treading the same tracks. Um, networking and relationships are so powerful, right? Like we all know that. Um, but this broker that I hooked him up with for their lending, he hooked him up with a consultant that that's all Mm -hmm. this guy does. It's like, he's, he sold millions and millions of dollars worth of car washes of his own, but that's all he did was consulting for people that want to do express car washes. So he really helped with the very first one and put together the entire business plan based on history and and matrix and like the performance that they create is like crazy. Right. Even right down to like what your traffic count is Mm -hmm. and how much your capture rate of that is going to be, how much would be subscriptions, like. So he helped us with that first one. And then now all the other ones were kind of, you know, we still use him, but you kind of get used to the numbers and you, you understand how it's going to perform. And then kind of like when we started in real estate, when, you know, podcasts are getting big and internet stuff started getting big. I've been just diving all in, right? Like I've been diving all in on the content, trying to make myself an expert in it. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if the numbers are true yet. Everybody tells me they are, but we'll see here in a couple months. Yeah. You get thrown right into it. So he was a consultant basically to help analyze it first. Basically. Yeah, we paid a we we paid a heavy chunk. I mean, he yeah. he made a he made a good amount of money to consult, and but he did everything. He yeah he helped go through the process about what type of design, like everything to which way a car should turn and how your yeah. building should look and and where really. do you want it. Like, do you want to be close to a grocery store or a carryout or a school or or whatever it is? And you know, right down to the equipment. You know, what type of and equipment even uh, he helped with the lender too because it's a specialty loan
0: or. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, yeah. So he helped with the lender and that's part of, you know, the cool thing about Express Car Wash is like any business is you can do a 7A SBA loan on them, right? Which allows mm-hmm. you to only be yeah. uh, 10% down. Now you cap yeah, out really yeah. fast, you know, because 5 million is like your cap on an SBA.
0: For anyone listening out there, it's a small business uh, loan. You can get it very easily Oh, sorry, not easy. It takes six to nine months. It's, it's a long process, right? You did it right. It's a long yeah. process, but it's a great terms. 90%, you know, they, they fund most of the,
1: your whole thing. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, one of my partners, they did the SBA loan that first one. And then like the date and location that we're doing our second one that we had uh, that we're, we're going to get up and running. Like I'm pulling the SBA on that. And then we have a third partner of the company. He'll pull a third SBA, but then after that you're capped out. So, you know, you (laughs) got to kind of go the conventional route and come up with 20, 25%, you know, for the new build, but we're doing ground up and it's been really cool. But I'll tell you, I've been so impressed with our builders in Virginia. Um, They've just cranked this building out, man. Like every day it looks like a, a brand new building. It's so much easier than flipping houses. Uh, and you know, it, I, I watch all yours and I'm a huge fan of yours and your content. I watch every video that I, that I catch and you <laughs> do you. some amazing, amazing, uh, houses out there. Um, Thank so I'm always cool about the rehab, like the, the development piece of it. Like there's just something that I love about it and watching the building go up has been, uh, super, super cool. So we're excited about it.
0: Yeah. Ground up's pretty interesting too, because you can really create, create it from scratch and you get to pick everything. And, uh, you know, with a flip, you're kind of stuck to that layout or that that position, whatever. You know, you can really specialize it. You know, but um, oh, that's interesting. I, I like the car exchange business. Actually, I've been intriguing me a lot about it because actually I've just started investing some other businesses ourselves. Um, with businesses in general, you can 10x a lot faster than real estate. Um, you can really grow. You know, your cash flow or or whatever it may be compared to real estate, you know, it is real estate is a safer process, of course, but but it's a, it's a long-term play, but with a business, you can uh, really, really make a lot more money uh, faster. You know, you can scale them a lot faster with, with different forms of marketing and sales basically. And uh,
1: well, you know, what's really cool is I watch trends. Like I want to see what the really uh, incredibly successful people are doing around us. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, they usually give you an indication of where you should be at And what you've seen is you've seen a lot of private equity groups that were syndicating apartment deals. And Mm -hmm. you see a lot of those groups that are jumping over into the express car wash and they're syndicating uh, the car wash deals, right? Which makes sense. And what's so unique about it, and I'm not, I'm not there yet. Like we're ready to syndicate a couple and see how it goes. But what I can't wrap my head around is when you look at apartment syndications, a lot of guys are doing, you know, like the GP will keep 60% Mm and the investors will have 40% or 50, 50, or whatever it is. Yeah. But the numbers are so unreal in the car wash business that to get people to their double digit returns or to their target IRR, um, you don't have to give up that much equity percentage, right? And the crazy thing about these car washes is that right now in our current market, they're selling, they're trading at like an eight, nine multiple on net income, right? So you build a $4 million car wash, it's doing just around a million dollars net at before debt service, those things are trading at like eight, nine million. Like it's unreal. The numbers in car washes almost, are you, you, ridiculous. Can and you can flip it you can yeah. I mean it's just you don't want to you, you yeah. don't get that in multifamily and apartment deals. Like it's just not, it's not, not that crazy.
0: Not that fast. Not that
1: not, not that fast for sure.
0: That's crazy. I mean and everyone's gonna need that business. Everyone needs car washing so it's not a it's not something that goes away. <laughs> not like we're buying less cars. Mm, not at all. So that's your new passion. Are you still focused on some of the other stuff? I mean, it's probably taking a lot to focus on the car washing stuff. I mean, with your brokerage running, you have a bunch of agents and so forth and and all Yeah, that. we're
1: uh, you know, I'll, I'll say that like the the car wash piece, it's kind of cool mm-hmm. being partners with my friends. Um mm-hmm. and and I'll tell you, I'm I'm impressed every day by how quickly they became experts in the business without even having a car wash. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's so nice having partners because I don't partner on stuff like in in real estate investing. I never partnered with anybody. I didn't syndicate yeah. deals, um, but it's really nice having partners because they're kicking in. They're doing you know applications for zoning and the working with engineers and architects, and I don't have to do everything. And it's just yeah. so nice. But on the real estate side, my property management team, my my realtors, the you know everything that we do, I've automated so much of that, and I have such hmm. an incredible team around me that I've brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, that they allow me to really do what I want to do, what I'm passionate about. And, uh, without them, without my teams, man, and you know, this, you got teams around yeah. you too, with, without them, I couldn't do half the stuff I do, but it's, it's- It allows really- you
0: time to think. That's the biggest thing. It allows you to think about the car washing business and understand and learn, you have to learn it.
1: You know, it's, it takes away from everything else you're doing. <laughs> well, you know, what's what I think about all the time is when, you know, two years ago, when we were in Maui together, one of the groups we were in, we had a big breakout, um, mm-hmm where we talked about being the visionary of your company, right? Like, do you want to work yeah. in your company? Do you want to be the visionary? And I really took that to heart. And I came back and told my wife, um, which got me in trouble. I said, look, I'm going to be the visionary of our relationship. So I'll tell us what we're going to do. I just need you to do it, right? So tonight, <laughs> I want to have chicken. And eh, yeah, now that right. didn't work. That didn't work. But, didn't yeah. Work. Yeah, right. but you know, but <laughs> I, but I told my teams, I said, this is really what I want to do, right? Like, I want to stop working in my business so much. I want you guys to run and I want to give you the, the, uh, the, the, the length and the rope to, to make the decisions i want you guys to feel empowered and they all have really just ran with it man And they've been really credible which has allowed me to just kind of step back and have that bird's eye view and Mm. and really just manage all the different companies because we have you know i mean we have like eight or nine companies between my wife and i right now so there's a lot going on yeah it's a lot to manage a lot to think about and
0: a lot of employees to uh to keep uh not keep happy but employees are really important to me you always want to keep that relationship strong like a like, like their family you know so you have yeah. to cultivate that and i take time and take energy to talk to them and you know see how they're doing so it does take a lot to run a company and uh, you know fridays is payday so you have to be ready for that <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> that's interesting so how how did you the car wash thing any like Come about anyway, because you're buying. I've seen you're buying that lot, and I don't think you were anticipating car wash at first, right? You're doing, you're going to do a multifamily on that that lot at first, right?
1: The no, we lot. had, um, you know, the one in Dayton, we had yeah. planned for a car wash the entire time. Now, when oh, we did, first yeah. went to the city, and we said, hey, here's what we want to do, we want to do a car wash. They said, absolutely not. You're not putting a car wash in downtown, like mm-hmm. it's not happening. So we said, okay, how can we incorporate an entire product into it and bring in some very modern urban townhomes? you know, mm. kind of that crowd that's wanting to live in the downtown area. And uh, we put together some really nice renderings and we went back to the city and worked with them and they said, all right, we're all in. So, mm. um, so we always had a vision for that, but you know, it, uh, it took a little bit to get there with the city. Yeah. People don't realize that's probably the hardest process of all this. When
0: you do a ground up, it's working with the city, doing the permits, the plans, getting, uh, getting variances and so forth. Todd's kind of just passing it over like it was no big deal, but it's a lot of legwork. It's a lot of paperwork. Um, I don't know about Ohio, but I know Hawaii is horrible to try and work with the city um, to try to do anything
1: of that nature. So I'm sure it was a lot of a lot of legwork to get it. Well, all the out. city, yeah, the city can no matter what. Even if you're zoned correctly, the city can either make your project happen or they can make it not happen. They can also cost you a lot of money. You know, one of the things we learned in Virginia. Um, and I didn't you know, I wasn't a car wash guy, so I didn't know all this. But you know, car washes, these express car washes, they use what's called reclamation systems where the the water goes into the holding tanks and then it gets filtered back out, and they reuse the water over and over so that you're not putting so much runoff into uh, the storm drains uh, or into the you know into the drains of the city. So when we did our performa in Virginia, it wasn't planned to have that, right? So the city, kind of eleventh hour, came back and said, yeah, you need to put a reclamation system in. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, what's that going to cost? Well, it's like $75,000 per tank. And then the system's like Just... another 60, $70,000, whatever the number is. I don't even know exactly, but it, it was well over a hundred thousand dollars to do the reclamation system. And mm-hmm. then come to find out we couldn't find the holding tanks. So then our project got delayed. Um, but you know, you, you don't think about some of those things, but every city you're in, they have the control. They have the power, even if yeah. it doesn't say it in the code they have the power to either make your life really easy or uh, a little bit more difficult, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're like the police in the industry. Anytime even a building inspector comes onto my job, I'm like, just at, at mercy to them. They're, they're like a police <laughs> officer to me. That's the way I treat them. That's yeah, interesting. For sure. That's But let's take a little bit of a turn. So let's talk more about how did you figure out the funding for this kind of deal? Cause ultimately that's a lot of people's, new to old to, you know, how do you figure out the funding? how do you raise capital for the deal? And how do you structure, structure funding and so forth?
1: Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, I think one of the things that I hate on the internet is all of the uh, gurus and content creators that make real estate and make business seem so easy. Yeah. Um, so I by no means want to make Jumping into an express car wash or multifamily scene Izzy <laughs> because it's hard and it's grind. It's hard. Yeah. Um, I am I'm very blessed in my life that we've been super successful with real estate and, you know, our other business ventures that I can fund most deals myself. Um, so so far we haven't had to raise funds. You know, between the partnership, we've been able to, mm. you know, come up with our funds and and take care of that. But now we're in a position where we got to scale. So it comes time that all right, we got to start looking at maybe syndicating these car washes, right? And and learning that process of of syndicating that opposed to syndicating an apartment deal, you know, that's a new education for me. So we're kind of at the beginning stages. We're going to have some offerings here soon. Um, I just don't know what they're going to look like yet because the numbers are just like crazy. Like they're all over, like they're not, they're not the same as apartments. So we're really trying to come up with a good deck and, yeah. you know, be able to pitch that because it's going to be a really huge opportunity for some investors that uh, that want to make some some crazy returns. So initially you used the SBA to fund everything. They just 90%, they
0: funded land and everything, build up to 90%. And then you got,
1: you guys just brought 10% to the table. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was it. I mean, it was about, you know, I don't know, it was like $400,000 we had to bring to the table on the Virginia one. Um, this yeah. Dayton one is, you know, because land was so cheap, our build in Dayton is actually a little bit cheaper because we don't have to bring in all the infrastructure this time. So I think we're like 370 to 380,000 cash that we got to bring in on the Dayton deal. Mm. We purchased the land for 375. So our injection money is like already there. Right. So as soon as the SBA loan goes through, then everything else is funded at that point, mm. you know, except it, for the, it basically went towards, the, it went to the land, it went to the
0: land purchase basically. So yeah, the SBA absolutely. loan will, will include the, the land purchase and everything and yeah. the whole deal. That's interesting. But once
1: you get beyond that, the conventional loans are 25%, right? So you're talking a $4 million build. So every build after our third one you know now we're going to have to find a million bucks right so even the wealthiest start running out of money a little bit here at some point
0: yeah yeah of course yeah
1: be interesting to see how you syndicate it actually i know a guy who does
0: some syndicates for car washes i'll i'll turn you on to him after he also has atms actually we're about to i'm checking out myself they do atms and they build up car washes i'll send you that their site yeah awesome um, i love that let's turn it to a little bit of different topic. since we met in Maui and we uh, hung out in Maui, it was a lot of education and growth. We both learned just about, uh, I, you know, one of the things I think everyone struggled with there was scaling your company um, and what to pay your guys as you scale. Um, and then of course our, our, our work slash personal life balance of, of, of this business of, I feel like as entrepreneurs, um, we almost, it's, I hate to say it, but we have to suffer a little bit in our personal life sometimes to grow our business uh, because our business becomes our passion. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. But um, what are some good uh, takeaways you got out of our, our Maui group or some you know, educational stuff? As the listeners and people out there, I love to kind of
1: give back to them and see what the, some good takeaways you think they will appreciate. Oh, man, look, this is an easy one for me. Um, you know, Several years ago, I had a phenomenal mentor, not necessarily in real estate, but in business. I had a really great mentor and he helped me buy my very first quad. Mm-hmm. And when he saw that um, there's there two things that happened in that relationship. The first time that I ever wrote him a large check because he invested on a flip deal with me, I wrote him like a $150,000 check. And I said to him, I said, John this is painful, man. Like this is painful writing a $150,000 check. He said, is it though? Like, is it really painful? He's like, or does it give you some, like just relief to the soul that you have the ability to now write a $150,000 check that you've never had that ability before. Right. (laughs) And so that was the first thing, but what he said immediately after that was this, he said, look, he's like, you're having success. And I know that you're going to push and you're going to keep going further. And eventually you're going to be in that 1% and you're going to be, you know, building wealth and, um, what's going to happen is you're going to stop fitting into your neighborhood that you currently live in mm-hmm. friends that you have around you. Um, some will stay, some will have to go because not everybody's going to support you. Uh, people will not want to root for your success. People will be jealous. And what you're gonna have to do is you're going to have to find uh, different crowds to put yourself into, and you're going to feel lonely. And the more uh, wealth that you build, the, the more success that you have, the lonelier you're going to feel in business. And he's like, you need to start preparing yourself for that. So when I came out to Maui, that was the first mastermind that I ever did. And I was hesitant whether I wanted to come out there or not, but I did. And I'm so thankful I did because what I found in that room was I found people that I instantly connected with guys like you and and Bruce. And I mean, so many other people that, that, that I just like, man, these are genuine good people. But the one thing I took away from that was, is sometimes when we're in our own area, when we're our own city and we're doing our thing, you don't always have people to talk to that have the same struggles as you, right? You know, like for you, you, you are an amazing business guy in Hawaii. You're doing crazy stuff, like all kinds of flips. And, you know, I'm so motivated by you when I watch your videos and when we talked in Maui, but I know that at some times you're like, man, I got to come up with 300,000 or 400,000. I got to come up with a million for this deal. And you're stressing the whole week and the whole month. And you're like, where the hell am I going to find these funds from? Or I got this change order. I got a stop work order on this project. If yeah. you try to go to some of your regular friends with those types of problems and you're like, man, I can't figure out how I'm going to find this million dollars. <laughs> yeah. People don't understand that, right? Yeah. So being in that mounting mastermind and having guys like you and, and gals that we met, um, it lets you know that there's other people out there that have the same struggles and understand what you're going through. And it gives you really an outlet to have people you can talk to that understand those things where in your normal day life, you don't always have those people around you that get your problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent.
0: I was, I think it was me, you and Megan we were like, I don't know, a little gang. We we're hanging out a lot and uh, it was fun. Cause uh, yeah, we really related. And then we had our little private, we had our little kind of groups where we broke off to, I remember an event and uh, um, I, what I liked or I hated, I guess about it was we would go around and answer our questions and share kind of our struggles. Um, but the other people in the group, couldn't give you advice they couldn't tell you what to do you had to kind of come up with the own they can ask questions and then made you come up with your solutions you know personally which actually i really appreciated because um you know it's nice when somebody tells you advice sometimes but it's better when you come up with your own answers you know as we we know the answers a lot of times um and, and um yeah it's so true what you said how we You know, we all have the same struggle in this business, I feel like. And it's uh, no matter where you are. I remember we had some some heavy hitters in that in that group. And um, everyone's got that same struggle of growth and uh, and juggling (laughs) growth and juggling, you know, trying to do it all. We didn't really talk about your upbringing and all that. But you want to talk you want to touch on some of the things you did before all of this business? I mean, you've been doing real estate for a long time
1: and you grew up in Dayton as well. Yeah, I grew up in, I actually was born in, in, well, I was born in Dayton, but I grew up in Riverside, Ohio, which is a little, Mm. it's not, I wouldn't call it a suburb because then people think it's something nice, Mm. Um, but a little (laughs) town that borders Dayton called Riverside. And uh, yeah, man, I grew up in the trailer parks. My family was, you know, pretty poor. My mom made it to eighth grade. She didn't work. My dad worked, you know, three jobs to put food on the table. Um, You know, bankruptcy. My dad filed several times. Um, Didn't really have a great relationship with my parents. You know, we didn't get along, but, you know, I wasn't taught anything about finances or money or I mean my dad didn't teach me how to shape, right and'm I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can relate to some of the you know that type of upbringing. Um so when I graduated high school, uh I went into the police academy became a police officer. I did that for you know full- time for like five years and then I was a corporate investigator. I just traveled the country for a large retailer and interrogated people. but there was only two things I knew in my life and that was how to be an athlete and how to be um a police officer and outside of that I knew nothing, man. like I you know, my first house was foreclosed on. My car was repossessed from my, now my wife her driveway um, at the time. And when that happened, that's when I decided I got to figure things out, right? Like yeah. I sucked at money management and that was like 2000, the end of 2011, 2012. And uh, I just made a decision. I flipped the light switch and said, I got to figure out something that I can do. And when I looked at everything around me that made money, real estate was the easiest, right? Like I'm not good at math. I wasn't great at school. I mean, I got good grades, but I knew that if I bought a house for a hundred bucks and I sold it for 200, I made somewhere. Uh, between that <laughs> something margin, right yeah, you know? yeah. so i said yeah. this this shit i can do this right like i can figure this out and that's that's how my journey started really
0: yeah so do you remember early on when you first started uh what kind of struggle that was to to grow and it, it seemed like it was easy but it wasn't you know and uh coming up with the financing finding the money
1: finding the deal do you remember what, what that was like i mean it was tough man right so i was i was fortunate that i had $10,000 in my police retirement account. Mm-hmm. And then I, my mentor in business, I went to him and just said, Hey man, if I find a quad for 20,000 bucks, will you give me the other 10,000 We'll partner on it? Mm-hmm. Now this was 2012, completely different market. Dayton, Ohio hadn't hit the, you know, wasn't on anybody's radar yet. So we ended up buying our first quad for $21,000 and it took everything Jeez. I had <laughs> to convince my, uh, and it didn't need any rehab by the way but it took everything I had for me to spend that 10,000 because I thought I was giving up everything, right? Like that was so much money to me at the time. And I had to convince my wife. I said, I know that my house got foreclosed on. I know my car got repossessed, but can I spend $10,000 on an apartment building? (laughs) And uh, that was hard, you know? And uh, You still have that building today? Do you have it today? Man, that building is like the gift that keeps giving. So I had it on (laughs) land contract uh, years ago and I had a land contract to a guy for a year and he paid me like 40,000 down. And then, like at month eleven, he stopped paying me, so I took the building back. And then a week later, I sold it cash to somebody for eighty five thousand hmm. um, dollars. And then that person ended up becoming a really great friend of mine. We ended up partnering on some multifamily stuff together. And now I manage that building for one of my buddies. So it's uh, it's you know it's still in my life. <laughs> that's interesting. Can't get rid of it. in a good in a good way. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a good building, man. Solid brick quad. That's yeah, that's kind of what we love here in the in the Midwest.
0: you got a, So you got a lot of quads and you got a lot of uh, multifamily and stuff like that too,
1: as well. You manage, well, you yeah, have property managers as well. Yeah. Yeah, we do. You know, my doors, I built my portfolio off market, just grinding off market deals, you know, driving for dollars, cold calling. Um, so my portfolio was really built with triplexes and quads and some mm-hmm. five units. Um, and it wasn't until I had started having some really good success because when I got into real estate, I didn't know about private money. I didn't know about hard money. Mm. Um, I didn't know how to get a DSCR loan. I didn't know about cash refinancing. I didn't know about Burring, Like I didn't know any of that, right? Yeah. So it took me four or five years to really figure out how to buy more properties, you know? And uh, it wasn't until I started putting myself out there networking a little bit that I started hearing what everybody else was doing. Um, So yeah, my first, you know, my first, you know, I'd say 300 units were all quads, all tries. Um, But now we have, have, you know, we have, you know, 24, 40 unit buildings. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got some bigger properties now. Um, and that's kind of our sweet spot. We like value adds, c, c minus um mm-hmm. anywhere from the twenty you know twenty door count up, mostly all in Dayton. Is that where they're mostly located? Yeah, yeah. most of our properties are in Dayton. I mean, we'll stretch um you know we'll stretch a little outside towards Columbus and Cincinnati. but Dayton is such a phenomenal market. and we have mm-hmm. so many out of state investors. You know most of my clients from a realtor standpoint, property management are from California and mm-hmm. um, actually most of my clients are from California but or you know like New York. So everybody like flocks to Dayton to invest because the barrier of entry is still low. Mm-hmm. and you know the cash flow is still incredible because while our barrier of entry is still low, our rent increases have been steadily going up, right? And mm-hmm. um, you know on a quad in Dayton, your cash flow should be right around 1100 1200 bucks, uh, which is pretty darn good considering the prices that you get them for and that's you know your net. So we have people flock here. so I've always asked myself like, why would I go anywhere else? Right. Like if everybody wants yeah. to come to Dayton to invest, why would I go outside yeah, the you, outside you the some, area? It doesn't make any you sense. You have some
0: killer killer deals and you can buy them for cheap. Why not? Yeah. And they're yeah, easy sure. to manage when you're in your backyard, of course. I mean, when they're
1: when you can drive to it, it always feels a little easier to manage sometimes. Now, what about you, man? I've been watching you. You're you're all over the place, dude. You're doing stuff kind of everywhere.
0: Yeah. yeah once we got out of that. I don't need to drive to places. (laughs) I don't even drive to my rehabs here in Hawaii. So once I figured out, I I don't really need to drive to places. You know, we started growing in statewide and so, so across the U.S. as well. And uh, it's pretty exciting to keep growing. We're buying a uh, big strip mall right now in Janesville, Wisconsin, a 12 cap, really killer, killer deal. Um, Sometimes you just find these great deals and uh, they're not, you know, where you want to buy or what you you know, exactly. I remember when I first started, I, we were just, I just wanted to flip a, a, a condo in, in Waikiki, like super easy. Condos are easy. There's no roofs, no, no uh, yeah. yards. And, uh, that didn't happen. I had to, f- I found a house and it was way above what I wanted to buy for, but that's what I think this business is about you sometimes find a deal and it's not where you wanted it, but it's a deal. And, and that's what I, I just figured out, you know, I find a lot of deals now and, um, not exactly in my backyard, Somebody, somebody's going to do it. Um, we do have a question, actually. Let's go through a question. One of our uh, people asked this question. Hi, um, this is from Kiana. Uh, hi, I'm trying my hardest to grow and make more money, but sometimes when I see people my age who started off with more or farther in life, it's hard not to feel like my rough path, path growing up uh, in poverty with family issues is still holding me back how can i let let off my past so i can stay focused on my future so that's a good one because you have a colorful past i have a colorful past and and uh it's interesting that because people think you need to have money to start in this business but you just said it yourself you have a colorful past you know you didn't have no one helping you at the beginning so you wanna, how would you share to somebody who's got a colorful past and just trying to figure out life moving forward.
1: Well, I, th- I think you probably see it all the time because you, you know, people reach out to us on social media all the time, right? And mm-hmm. I see so many people that want to talk about their past and like, you know, I, I I I don't have the knowledge. I grew up poor, and and I relate with those so those people so much. And what I really learned early on is when I first started with real estate, um, most of the people in my life were negative. You know, most people didn't support my vision like why would you want to buy real estate you're going to lose all your money like that's the dumbest thing you could ever do and you know so one of the first things that I had to do early in my life was I had to remove those people from my circle i mm-hmm. had to remove all the negativity yes. in my life right you're either going to be my friend you're either going to ride and die with me or you can get out of my life right and yeah. that's the first step and some of that included my family i had to remove some of the family from my life that was negativity and i had to put myself around people that uh, were positive that uh, that have the same visions. And kind of like we talk about Maui, right? Like you have to inject yourself into rooms that you don't feel mm-hmm. like you belong in until you feel like you belong in them, right? You have to be um, super comfortable doing the uncomfortable things. And uh, don't ever think for one second that your past or things that you've done or how you grew up will hold you down because there's so many people in our industry. Uh, I think of people that have gotten out of prison and turned into crazy multimillion dollar portfolios and you know i i know a realtor that i'm super close with that you know was was in prison for a little bit and now comes out as this kick ass realtor that people trust and and want to come to and you know you can always overcome it but the only the only person that can help you overcome that is yourself right so until you understand that your yeah. past isn't going to affect you and that you're not gonna let it affect you nobody else will accept that either
0: yeah it's kind of funny it's actually interesting because I, I just came back from I went to Lanai with my buddies um, that I grew up with. And uh, you know they're just normal dudes, you know, drink and smoke weed, and they're just, uh, you know the friends I grew up with. So I just came from that kind of mindset mentality where I got to it was good. I got to turn it all off, and I got to, you know, be like I was when I was a kid, and you know, I don't drink or nothing, but we we went diving, we went fishing, um you know, they're drinking and just hanging out. and it was nice to kind of turn it all off. But then you come back and we're in this environment where our, our brains are just going 100 miles an hour. And the people, like Todd is saying, it's, it's super important. Uh, that's why I'm friends with Todd, just to hang around and talk to because our minds are both probably traveling that same direction 100 miles an hour. And um, it's so important, you know, if you're around these other people like like this because you kind of just rub off and your ideas and the things that they're working on and the things you may be working on it kind of it kind of just rubs off on each other and and even if you can help each other or not it, it, it's not about that it's about um you know just that you the commonality of it all so if you can get rid of those people in the past you know it, it's great um or for me i just Put them off <laughs> until I want to get away from a, a life for a little bit, um, and then put a, put yourself around some high level individuals. And you know, the saying is, you never want to be the smartest guy in the room. You always want to be the guy in the room who doesn't, you know, know much. And you keep growing. And that's that's why I joined Maui Mastermind. That's why I joined that group um, to put myself in that those kind of rooms. And if you can't be in those kind of rooms, you know, even just networking events or different kind of social gatherings. There's plenty of REI meetups and find a mentor. Actually, the a big thing I would share with anybody new out there who's trying to take from somebody like us is see what you can give before you can take. See what kind of value you can add into that mentor's in life, you know? Um, can you help them? Don't buy them lunch, don't buy them coffee. We can afford a $20 lunch. You're, we're not worth $20 uh, see what kind of value you can add. Can you, uh, help them whatever they're working on, you know, help them find investors, help them find deals, help them, whatever, see what value you possibly can add if you want to take some time away from us. So, um, that would be a good thing. Cause I'm sure you get the emails too sometimes of where can I, you know, they just want to, some people ask so many questions and, uh, you can't provide all those answers sometimes. You know, people ask who's my private money lenders, who's my escrow, where do I get my deals from? And who's my contractors? And those are that's kind of personal information. <laughs> you
1: know? Well, you know, the I think what people forget is they forget how much time you put into finding your private money, finding your investors, finding, mm-hmm. you know, your your lenders and your yeah. title companies, right? Like so I, I I like to be nice to everybody that reaches out to me. I try to talk to them a little bit, but you just can't do it. I mean, when you're, you know, when you're posting content and you post a lot more than me, so I'm sure you get a ton more than me, but, but I still get blown up. And I I always want to ask them, like, what makes you think that you deserve to get all this free information, right? Like yeah, people pay yeah. me five, 10, $20,000 to mentor them at real estate. yeah. And you think I'm going to give you every answer. I'm going to give you the secret sauce, right? Um, yeah, all in yeah. one, one DM like that. And you're right. I agree with you so much. You got to find a way to add value to their business. And eventually they will give value back to you. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's that's so true. I, I, my right hand man Johnny, he uh, he came at me and uh, he wanted to learn from me and everything, but he added value. He found me a private money investor for one of our deals, and he added value. And I took the time actually after that, and I showed him the ropes and everything. And he turned out to be a, a great guy because he came came to me with with value to add, um, which is pretty interesting that somebody would think that way you know I just want to take a quick second and if you're enjoying our content please subscribe below I love it if you guys can leave us a review or a comment or let me know what you guys thought I love honest feedback and I love hearing what you guys think the last segment let's talk about um, normally do we talk about our deal highlights of the week Um, is there any specific deal you want to talk about that you need I don't know that you work on you need funding for or or whatever Um, is there any deal that you're you want to bring
1: up to everybody? Well, I think the, um, you know, really for us, the only thing that I'm working on right now, that's kind of a big thing is what we talked about earlier. You know, we're, we're kind of figuring out the syndication piece for the car wash and, and what our offerings are going to look like. So, um, you know, that's, that's certainly it. We're going to be looking for investors for some car washes. They're going to have some crazy returns here soon. Um, yeah. But I think my deal highlight is actually in two days, I'm closing. My wife and I are closing mm. on our dream home. Oh wow! Um, so we uh, we're we're doing that. We, we have a nice home now, but yeah, uh, we don't spend a lot of money on ourselves, you know. Like we, yeah. we just don't. Like I, what are you guys buying? Me- so you bought a new house, a new house. Yeah, yeah. We actually, yeah. uh, we're we're buying right across the street from uh, Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you, yeah, it yeah. Dave Chappelle, but yeah. he was out in Yellow Springs. So we we found a, a really cool house. It's been on the market for, you know, three or four years. Big estate with some land and yeah, um, super modern. And and we're just we're really pumped how, about it. How big's the, the house? How much land and
0: how, how big is the house? I, I'm, I'm in a different, completely different market here in Hawaii, so I like to hear it's, uh,
1: it. Yeah, it's 11 acres. 11 acres. The house is about oh, 8,000 square feet. Um, wow, super modern pool. You know, has a zip line across the property. My son's like, you know, in love
0: with um, 8,000 square foot house. My house now sits on 8,000 square feet of land.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's Hawaii is completely different, man, right? <laughs> yeah. So, geez, you're
0: gonna need like a little segue to get around your house, a little scooter to. To walk around that thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I think buying my personal house has been more stressful than the multi-million dollar real estate deals that we do, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, because when it's a commercial deal, you can find lending pretty quickly. You can find it pretty easy. Like we all know that. But yeah. anytime you're like, okay, I'm ready to buy my personal home. It's like a colonoscopy with the banks. Yes. I even yes, do a yes, bank it is. statement loan. You know, like yeah. guys like us, we can't get regular loans usually, you know, because yeah. our businesses yeah. are so jacked up. Yeah. But it's just simple stuff. Like it's like every day they want two or three additional yeah. things, and I'm like, you know what? They want I mean, your I blood. Said this is an investment. Your property. blood type, your out. hair. Yeah.
0: yeah, your blood type, your hair color, your your age, sex. They want everything, and it's. Yep. I hate dealing <laughs> with pigs. Yeah. They want your DNA sample, and <laughs> I know, I know the struggle. Yes, I sometimes will just buy with hard money and then refinance later, just because
1: I don't want to deal with them. <laughs> uh, I'm the same, you know, and that's. Everybody's like, "Well, why would you pay, you know, I mean, I get pretty good on hard money. I'm I'm down around 8 on hard money, but when I first yeah. started, I was paying 12, 13%, mm-hmm. you know. people, yeah, like, "Why yeah. would you pay that much?" I'm like, "Cuz it's so much easier, right? Like, yeah, I'll is. pay the extra interest for 6 months yeah, just to totally. make it that much easier, you know? Like yeah. it's just yeah. there's something about efficiency that makes it worth it." Yeah, get control now with the property if it's a
0: deal and refinance later to if you're going to keep it or or sell it. You yeah. know, it's uh people people often worry about the hard part of the beginning of finding money or or finding a deal but uh hardest part is finding a deal so people need I to find a deal you. first you can find the money after or you can partner or you can jv yep. or whatever it takes but cool man it was good talking to you where can all the listeners out there where can they find you on social media and
1: all the different channels and uh,
0: what kind of stuff do you have going on, on social media and all that
1: well i wish i had uh as much your, time or energy to do all the social what's your media instagram instagram handle and stuff like that yeah, all of them are pretty much the same. Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok—they're all Todd Polts or Todd Poltz official. So just my name. I'm pretty easy to find. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Do you answer on your Instagram itself so people can message you on there?
1: Yeah, Instagram is probably the easiest one. I I try to respond on to everybody on Instagram that reaches out to me. You know, at, yeah. at least one or two messages until it gets too deep. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah ask so email todd or message him 100 messages guys ask him a million questions if you want to get blocked (laughs) (laughs) no guys ask questions it doesn't hurt we all were in that same position you know so we all we know how all it what it's like um but yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in today um thank you for subscribing and uh, listening and Please keep commenting and uh, messaging us on, uh, on our podcast and all the different channels. Um, this is Indar. i a Hawaii money guy. And please follow us on our socials, Indar Hawaii, of course, and all that good stuff. I just love uh, reading all the comments. I do take the time to read it all. And uh, thank you guys so much. And uh, thank you for having Todd on today. And uh, thank you guys. Really appreciative. And thank you, guys. Aloha.
1: Thank you, everybody.